Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome to the KJ52 podcast, episode number seven, uh, entitled "Cussing in Christian Hip Hop." Um, had a chance to dive in this episode with the homie Ofe. Uh, he had kind of texted me and um, figured might as well turn it into a podcast. If you guys like what this is about, if you like what I'm doing here, check out www.patreon.com forward slash KJ52. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash KJ52. I usually put a uh, bonus song or some type of track at the end. Not going to do it today, but there is a ton of stuff up there. Uh, from previous episodes. Also, rocking a Kickstarter for the documentary about my life and my story. Head over to uh, Kickstarter and just search the KJ52 documentary. Bring it right up. Anyway, let's go ahead and uh, dive right on in here. Oh, one more last thing. Please, if you get a chance, head over to iTunes. Rate, subscribe, give us five stars because I'm your best friend. All right? Love y'all. State your name, young sir. Yo, they call me D Money, aka D Killer, aka Diego, aka Ofi. It's <laughs> a lot of AKAs. You you holding them AKs with your AKAs? <laughs> uh, so uh, Ofi was uh, texting me, and we were kind of going back and forth about this new phenomenon, which I'll be, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, it's not a new phenomenon. But then again, there's nothing new under the sun. But um, just this whole thing of cussing in Christian hip hop and uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and we were kind of texting back and forth. I said, well, let's just take it to the streets, man. Let's take it to the people. Let's uh, let's jump on in about this um, because you're actually not the first person to, to hit me up with my opinion on this. It's kind of funny. I, 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 a couple people have kind of, you know, been distressed and, and they're usually actually the guys in the industry or maybe some other Christian hip hop artists that uh, this kind of thing is you know really really kind of bothering them and um mm. and let me just go ahead and say before there's any speculation I'm not a proponent of putting you know vulgarity or profanity into your music as a believer um much less you know in your own life so let me just say that first of all that's what my stance is however I do believe there are some shades of gray sometimes and um you know, I, I came from, you know, the hip-hop I used to really listen to was super vulgar. You know what I mean? Like NWAs, Two Live Crews, you know, Ghetto Boys. You know, I, I sometimes picked the stuff that was just as far out there as possible. So I think when I got mm. saved, Christian hip-hop became a big deal to me uh, when I came to Christ. And so I held that, you know, because that, that so represented my whole life, I was very dogmatic about it. And... um it wasn't until a couple of years later when I started people just kind of me showing just sometimes I had to say in this, this sort of thing is sometimes we do interject some of our own culture into our Christianity that isn't always Bible based. Obviously we know scripture at the end of the day is our, is our foundation. But anyway, right. um, so I just want to lay that out there because usually when I have these discussion type podcasts, people take it the wrong way in some way or another. Nah. <laughs> So no, I figured I better put out my press release. I better put out my <laughs> press release. And it's funny you would say that about the freestyle battles because um, I've actually had to really edit what I put up because I'm only really oh putting up. Goodness. I'm only really putting up what I did. You're not hearing what a lot of the other people did because, and for those that don't know the context of what I'm talking about, uh, I'm doing this 
Kickstarter for the new album, or I should say Kickstarter for a documentary, and um, I was pulling footage of old battle stuff I used to do. And, you know, within the context of battling, I was never like a, that's not like what I did all the time, but it was definitely part of what I did. But I always felt there was parameters in the way that I would be a believer in a battle context. And my parameters were one, I felt like scripturally, you know, scripture says to don't let any uh, unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. And then also feeling like, you know, to not go into the coarse joking side. So my parameters for my battles were no cussing and I wouldn't get sexual. I wouldn't use sexual, you know, sexual sex jokes to battle with. You yeah. Know what I mean? So that was my, I felt like that was my parameters to me. Again, it was similar to a boxer. You know, if I walk up to somebody on the street and I slug them across the face, I'm going to jail. But if we both agree to the terms of a boxing match, put on gloves and we duke it out for this amount of time, you know, we're, we're essentially doing the same thing, but there's a different context to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I kind of felt like battling was the same way. People go, oh, how can you battle? You're, you're trying to tear somebody down and you're trying to lift yourself up. Well, it's no different than if I went to a boxing match to the goal is to knock you out. But I right, was really right, a believer. Right. As a believer, there are certain contexts to how I would box. You know what I mean? I would box yeah. excellence. I would box as hard as I could. I would train as hard as I could. But I wouldn't go for below the belt. I'm not gonna, you know, go outside of what I feel are the rules. So, yeah. but it's funny. And that came you know, from the same funny. background, bro. As from the freestyle yeah. battle rap. I, I'm, I think I'm the last generation where freestyle battle rap existed still. You know, where right. people actually freestyle battled. So right. What's that? Sorry, you were cutting out. Those there. were the same. Those are the same parameters I had. Yeah. As far as and freestyle battling. Yeah, and and you know the context too of those battles back then, were you only had thirty seconds to a minute maybe. Right. To rebuttal or to say what you're going to say, and you didn't know what the beat the beat was going to switch up every single time, and also you didn't know who you were going up against. The way guys battle now, very much different. You know. They know their opponent. Totally different. Acapella. Though I know a lot of the really dope guys, and I want to shout out to um, uh, Air Jordan and Isaac uh, Knox. Those are two guys that were part of my um, freestyle Guinness World Record. You know, those guys have their rehearsed battle verses, but then they always they always use a little bit of freestyle in it in the moment. Yeah. So I think that still yeah. lives, but it's a different animal. So. Those guys can actually be very theological or very scriptural. And I've watched them, you know, they don't cuss. They don't use sexual, you know, sex jokes or whatever. But without them ever mentioning that they're a believer, they're always getting attacked for their faith. And I've seen them do some amazing rebuttals, um, those two guys. So anyway, that's not really what we're talking about. We're talking about – see, and it's funny, too, because – I look at this and go, you know, how could you how could you support battle rap, KJ, but then you're against two Christian rappers dissing each other on rack on wax. But again, I think that's <laughs> no different. It's no different than me walking up to somebody on the street and slugging them across the face versus me and somebody squaring off. You know what I mean? There's yeah. two completely different intentions there. Yeah. You know? But anyway, um, but I'm sorry, I've totally hijacked this. So you you were saying how this was kind of bothering you. And um, just go ahead, jump jump on in there. 
I think that he, uh, I think this is, it's nothing new for sure. It's nothing new in, right. in Christian hip hop or among Christians. I think the challenge that I have, you know, um, I'm a part of Janda Hype, so we interview a lot of artists and um, a lot of Christian, they're, they're Christian artists, Christian rappers, Christian singers and whatnot. Uh, my challenge is when an artist has um, stabled themselves as a Christian artist, um, and kind of come up in uh, their fan base consists of, you know, 99.9% youth group uh, people, mm-hmm. and then uh, transitioning into, you know, having cursing in their in their music. Now, that's not to say that just because they began a certain way, they're held hostage to that. I, j- yeah. I just think there's a responsibility for an artist um, to take responsibility of, hey, this is a new direction that you're going, to kind of make that clear to the people listening. I think that's a responsibility they do have, you know, um, as the artist. Hey, whatever transition they want to go into, whatever new direction they go into, um, I think they have to be sensitive as far as who their audience is. Yeah. Can you give an example of what you're talking about? Well, I think that um, I think we've had that a lot in Christian, in, in Christian hip-hop. I think beyond cursing, I think it's been okay. The label of a Christian rapper, a rapper that's that, that's a Christian or just Christian that happens to rap, um, and I think there's been many different artists that do that. I think one dude that that has done that, and I think he's made it evident, is John Giz. I think he's made it evident that hey, I'm going in a new direction. I think Ruzline, I think he's made it evident. He's made it obvious that hey, I'm going in this direction and this. These are the convictions that I have, mm-hmm. um, specifically cursing. I don't agree with um, with his convictions, but those are his convictions. And I think he went out and said, hey, this is what I believe. This is what I'm doing. This is my new direction. Um, mm-hmm. And I think more artists need to do that if they're going to go in that direction because my biggest thing is if you don't want to be associated as a Christian rapper, you don't want to be you know, considered a youth group rapper, because you want to be more on the edge and you want to be more about the street and those that are lost, then isn't there a uh, also a line that they need to reach to be able to say, you know what, no, I'm not going to perform at churches because of the content in my music, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I think everything you're saying are valid concerns. Um, I think sometimes what happens is guys start off in the church because it's a, it's an avenue. You know what I mean? And probably when they're young, maybe either young in the faith, young as artists, they just want any sort of platform, you know? Mm. And I can't speak for anybody else. I'm not saying this as speaking for anybody else, but I I know guys that were young believers. They just wanted opportunities to rap. The church is an inviting place to do that, especially now with Christian hip-hop becoming more accepted and more opportunities. And so what tends to happen over time either the way they always were starts to come out, you know, that they, maybe they did a little bit of self-censoring or they played to their audience a little more, but over time, as they got maybe popular or as doors began to open, you started to see a degree of maybe how they were all to begin with, you know, Mm, or, mm -hmm. or it might be over time. They just, you're right. Their convictions change for the good or the better or for the good or bad or the worse, depending on, how you yeah. look at it. But um, <clears throat> hmm. I think one sort of tough area with 
cussing is that some words are actually some words are definitely subjective to the culture that you're talking about. I mean, you and I both know coming from South Florida that for Hispanics, especially Puerto Ricans, you know, those of Caribbean Hispanic descent, you know, I tripped out when I first got saved because the church that I started going to was one third Puerto Rican, one third Jamaican, one third Caucasian. And all my Boricuas were like, they use damn and hell like it's nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's I'm talking guys that I looked up to, the like, you know, guys that were deacons in our church. And I thought, man, these dudes are just compromising. Like, they're so fake. And then I realized pretty much everywhere I went culturally, that was just not considered cussing to them. <laughs> and and so then I, I was kind of like, well, how do I feel about this? Because, you know, again, also as I began to like my my frame of reference began to change, um, as I traveled to Europe, you know, words that we consider, you can't say that on television, Christians say them freely because that's not even their native language. You know, I go to Amsterdam or uh, or Holland, you know, the S word and, and the F word are not considered cuss words in some in, in a lot of circles because they don't have the same, it doesn't have the same cultural impact. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. can I hold them to the same standard that I hold? Because they speak Dutch, they don't speak English. You know what I mean? Right. Even even growing up, you know, growing up in Ybor City, where it was predominantly Cuban, my dad would be called <laughs> every day would be called a uh, he would be called I'll say it very sanitized he would be called a drunken homosexual by the neighborhood guy <laughs> in Spanish. My dad had no, no idea because he didn't speak <laughs> Spanish. And he'd see him every day. Hey, how you doing? He's hey, you blankety blank blank blank. And my dad's like, how you doing? Right. <laughs> this goes on for months until my dad finally's like, what does this word mean? And they're like, you can't say that. And I grew up knowing all the Cuban cuss words because it was just I didn't I didn't think about that. You know what I'm saying? So there was a language barrier. Um. And, you know, we could even take this even one step further and we talk about, you know, the N-word, which is such an, an a, a, such a uh, dangerous word that I don't even say the actual word. Yeah. You know what I'm saying it's such a powerfully uh, hurtful word, but I can, can't tell you how many times my black Christian rap friends use it freely. Around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would call and me. Here's that. my thing with that. Here, here's my thing with that. You know, for people that don't know, you know, I'm from I'm from Miami, raised in Miami, and Miami's a whole new beast. It's another beast, yeah. you know. And you know, culturally, um, like like you were like you were saying, you know, you had deacons, uh, <laughs> church leaders say hell and damn, and I was, I was at a pastor a pastoral meeting, and with elders in there, and they were saying. Damn, like nothing. Like it's, <laughs> you know, in the in the meeting, bro. I was in a. Right. There was a prayer meeting, and the dude in his prayer, he he said he said the b word, you know the b word yeah. like the female dog with the i n g right. at the end. He's saying, you know, Lord forgive forgive us when we start being, you know the the b word, <laughs> and I'm just I'm, this is Miami, bro. <laughs> it's right. crazy. So right. so to that, what I can say is. Since I know that that's what the culture is like among Christians, imagine the culture among non-Christians. So that's right. the reason why I choose. I'm even more adamant 
about not using the N word, not using the B word and the D because I know it's so common among the people here, yeah. you yeah. know, so I make it an extra effort to not do that, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and, and for my brothers, I use the, 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 the N word, you know, not all of them, but a big reason for, for many of them, they say that they use the N word to be able to communicate and be able to relate to the people that are non-believers, right. you know, to be able to communicate. And this is my issue and my challenge and a challenge that I want to give those brothers is, let's say I give you that reason. Let's say, okay, I give it to you. You use it to be able to relate and have a conversation with, with the lost folk. The yeah. problem is it's become so common in your language that you even use it among Christians. Now, you're not trying to save Christians because Christians are already found. So that kind of collapses in their face. So my yeah. challenge would be really, you know, why is it that you're using that word? Yeah. Well, you know, there is something to be said, too, about the more often you say a word, the less power eventually it doesn't have. And here's a funny thing to say, because for those that don't, you know, if you know my third album, um, it's pronounced 5-2. On the cover of that album, I have my hand out with a 5, but then I've turned my other hand around and I have a 2. Oh, now, when I took that picture, it. yeah, when I took that picture... I had no idea that to turn <laughs> the two around the opposite direction in Europe is equivalent of the middle finger. Oh, boy. So when my CD shipped overseas, and also I didn't know in Africa, you know, to, to hold up your hand like that, you know, all five fingers outspread is equivalent no. of the finger. So here I am literally flicking off both continents with my <laughs> album cover. And so they had to issue a completely different cover for my album overseas. And all I'm saying is, absolutely, there's a t there was pronounced by two as a completely different cover for uh, Europe because of that. Um, am I guilty of sin because I a sin of omission? I don't think so. My heart was pure. You know, what I mean, I wasn't right. trying anything to do except communicate five and two. That was literally it. And it was like in a split second. I didn't have some real thought out process for that cover. I just did it, you know, and that ended up being the okay, shot. Right, and, right. You know, for years, people would do that with me in pictures and stuff like that. The point of what I'm trying to say is words that we use freely that are not considered cuss words anymore or hand motions or whatever, they have lost the the sting. You see what I'm saying? Um, yeah. And I'm not saying this yeah. as a justification of the N-word, but here's what I'm trying to say. Here's This brings me to a point of something that literally happened to me yesterday. I was uh, with this kid at, at the business seminar event I do. The kid was a young kid, 12, 13, uh, young white kid. Um, for all I know, definitely not a believer. Um, and all he kept wanting to do, once he found out I rapped, he kept wanting to play me all his favorite rappers, which almost all started with Lil. <laughs> <laughs> but he's playing me. And, and, you know, I don't want to be like, I don't want to listen to that you know, and just shut him down. So I'm, I'm trying to have yeah. build a common, you know, rapport with him. Right. So I'm freestyling for him. I'm telling about what I do. I give him some music. I say, hey, well, let me hear about you, buddy. You know, like, he's playing the stuff and I'm not tripping about it or, you know, judging him because how can I hold him to a standard that is, you know, that, that I hold, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. here's what I, here's what did sort of kind of left me a little bit mind blown. This kid had no problem one, repeating all the cuss words, 
but two, he had no problem repeating all the N-words. And I thought, we have a whole new generation of young white kids that don't know the sting of that word because hip-hop has made it so not, uh, has made it so common. And, And the reality being, if you trace it all the way back, is that black people have made it so common in their music as a term of endearment or a, not always as a term of endearment that the, and again, I'm not justifying this, but I'm just saying the, um, the residual effect is that you have young white kids with no comprehension of what that word represents anymore. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? He said it yeah. so freely. He didn't just say it freely, like in a, in an endearing, but see, I'm saying I, even when I grew up listening to NWA and ghetto boys and all that groups, there's not one time would I ever repeat what they said. You see what I'm saying? I wouldn't yeah. even rap along with it like that. Cause yeah. for me, I just knew the line that you don't cross, you know, yeah. but again, you're absolutely right. That what's happened is these things have become so freely done, but I can tell you from someone who's been in the Christian music industry slash music Christian rap industry for all this time. A lot of the reason why you, you heard very sanitized versions of Christian hip hop or Christian music period is because 90% of it was sold in Christian bookstores. And financially, if you want to kill your sales and get all your music pulled, the best thing you can do is put a cuss word on there. What's happened Mm -hmm. now, because everything is digital, everything's streaming. Nobody's, yeah, Nobody's sure. putting out music with the idea of making money on the music. So we are in a literal free-for-all world where you can do whatever you want without any... I mean, there'll be repercussions like we're talking about now. You will have your fan base that you might have established be put off, but you're not getting your music pulled. And no one cares about yeah. music anyway, so it's not affecting you financially in that sense. Well, so, here's my thing that I've noticed in along with what you're saying, but I think a problem that I see among just the Christian hip hop industry and, and being among different, you know, concerts and festivals and conferences and whatnot. Um, you know, like you were saying before, it was difficult to be as transparent, you know, throwing a curse word there because it'll get pulled from the bookstores and, you know, you lose money and now they don't have that problem. But I think since then and, and now, I think it all goes back down to accountability I think there's, I think accountability is is missing in Christian hip hop. You know, among artists, I think a lot of artists, like you said, they they get a microphone, they get somewhere to record, and they're a Christian rapper. You know, and I think yeah. there, there needs to be a better line of accountability among these Christian rappers. You know, since music is so easy to distribute, there still needs to exist some type of accountability for them. So regardless of what the the audience says. Regardless what your sales say, it all goes back down to the gospel. You know, someone to bring you back to the basics, the foundation, you know? Right. But what, But see, but then I could hear somebody would say, well, if you read the Bible, all the cuss words are in the Bible. And the Bible doesn't censor the cuss words. Our translations have censored the cuss words. Because, yeah. you know, when Paul said, I count all things as dung or I count all things as rubbish, that's a very sanitized translation. If we were to study it in its original wordage, Paul used the most ver- vulgar term of that time for excrement. For it wasn't, you know, for human yeah. excrement. That's what he. So, 
someone can make a case and say that what Paul said was, I count all my things as the S word. You yeah. I mean? So, and people would also say, you know, when Peter cursed Christ, or it just says he cursed him. We don't know the actual verbiage of the words he used, but if you, you're reading it and you read the literal words, you know, that would be a cuss word in the Bible. And that maybe some of these Christian rappers feel like, well, I'm giving you a snapshot of that moment or what I would say, good, bad, or indifferent. You know what I mean? That right. this is the way I talk in real life. So why am I sanitizing it for the music? I mean, um, you know, things like, you know, all our righteousness is as filthy rags. Well, that's a really sanitized way of saying what the original says is menstruated cloth. And if we were to be literal about that, that would be, you know, I hate to say it, forgive me, but a, a bloody tampon. That's that's yeah. the equivalent of what's being said there. But our, you know, our our Western society is a very... We come from like a Puritan background, so we've we've sanitized our Christianity in a very Western way, and our Bible translations do that and stuff like that. Um, again, I'm not justifying using those words and you know things of that nature, but you know I, I'm just again I'm just playing. I hate to say the word devil's advocate, but that's exactly what I'm doing here. I'm telling you wait. Some of these guys are just like, well, I just don't care. That's how I talk, so I'm not going to not talk that way on a record. But you see, to me, I mean, like I, I, I understand the the position they might stand in, and I think, and I think that's healthy for them to to have objections. I think it's healthy for people to 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 question. You know, I think let's study about it, let's talk about it. But I think there's a responsibility as a Christian um, yeah. when you're when you're on a stage and you're on a microphone. Um, yeah. If you're if you're recognizing that there's a challenge. Recognize the audience you have. Is it? I guess yeah. the question would be, is it beneficial? You know, right. I know first, all things are permissible, but not okay, all but things all, beneficial. All things are beneficial. You, you, I think. See, to me, that's where I think you nailed it. So it's funny you would say that because you were asking me about the battle rap stuff. So yeah. the actual posting that I put up, I cut it off right before what happened next. So after I said that line back to the girl, because my rap was. You know, she was dissing me for being white and saying that I was gay and, you know, all the typical yeah. trappings of battle rap was what was being <laughs> yeah. hit me with. So my yeah. rebuttal was, I want to be just like you. Well, I'd rather be white than stinking whack like you. Like, like you. I said, so you want to make it a racial issue? I'm going to leave you ripped like a bunch of facial tissue. Everybody in this place should diss you. No, that's not what I said. I said, I said, oh, I said, I want to be just like you, but I'd rather be white than stinking whack like you. You just need to act right, too. Oh, I guess I should be black, right, too? And that ev- erupted a thousand F-bombs at me from the entire crowd. <laughs> but see, and, and if, if I was to continue that clip, that's what you would have heard. Now, I can sit here and go, well, I'm not cussing. They're cussing at me. I just want to give you the authentic, authenticity of what happened in that moment. But I have a responsibility to my audience exactly. to know that some dad might be playing this for his kids, some some impressionable 12-year-old might be watching. You know what I'm saying? So you're exactly right. That's where I censored what happened next because right. all things are permissible. I was totally permissible to put that out there. But that's not beneficial. 
You know what I mean? Right. It's not beneficial for my platform. It's not beneficial. Now, if I had a battle coming up and I knew people wanted to come or they wanted to hear what was going to happen, or let's say it was on an, I, I don't, I haven't battled for a thousand years, but I'm just saying, then probably what I would do is give a disclaimer. Say, hey guys, just so you know, this is what it's going to be like. So proceed with caution. No different than the, way, the reason why we have ratings on movies. You know, my constant battle with my kid is what games he can play. Yeah. You know, what movies he can go to. Because I know he's an impressionable 10-year-old. And I don't want him picking up. He doesn't have the discernment. You know, so we've been very choosy in the in the games we let him play for just this exact reason. And I think what you're saying is a good example of, like, you have this audience with this audience. See, this is the thing I think a lot of Christian rappers or rappers who are Christian or whatever you want to label, this is what they don't understand, is when you go to take a sip of Coca-Cola, you want it to taste like Coca-Cola. You mm-hmm. went to sip that Coca-Cola because in your mind, by looking at that bottle, you already know how you want that Coca-Cola to taste. Now, back in the 80s, they changed the formula of Coca-Cola, and people freaked out and lost their minds. Mm. Because, and, and I think what a lot of Christian rappers or rappers who are Christian fail to, to think about is the whole reason why most people do the, choose this music is because they don't want it to sound like the music they listen to. Yeah. And that's why they donate and give and buy and purchase and go to the shows for that exact reason. And, and it's literally, these guys don't realize what they've done is they've changed the way Coke tastes by doing that. And that's why you scrunch up your face and go, you didn't tell me it was going to taste like this. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is this is not spiritually, this has nothing to do with biblical principles. This is just literal branding. You know what I mean? We are all creatures of habit and we pick yeah. things and we vote with our money for a reason and then christian rappers you know they start to switch it up and then they go well i'm just being you guys just don't get me well yeah there's a truth to that but you also have to understand like they picked you in the first place because they expected you to be this way you know so you're right if you are going to change the way coke tastes you better announce it you better explain it and then you also better be ready for the repercussion because it's funny when you mentioned it. So I remember when Andy went on Twitter and was saying, well, what if I want to use cuss words and stuff in my, in my words? And people lost their minds that he would even suggest that. Yeah. Because, again, Christians vote with, you know, with their support, with their prayers, and with their money. And um, Exactly. You're right. And, and so... Um, and it's funny, but I always find it funny, like, for as long as I've been doing this, how people will find cuss words in my music that were never there. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's almost like you're look like, dude, why would I put that out? Like this, I'm talking way back in the day. Like, no, that didn't say that. No. But it why says would more say about that? the person listening or the person saying that. It says more about them. Yeah, well, it absolutely this says a lot about them. But it's almost like, the, bro, I put up an old picture of a video that I did, you know, like the first music video we ever shot for Sons of Intellect. And this guy swore that I had a bong in the video. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, it's a candle. It's the top part of a candle. And granted, it's like a super grainy version of the video. He's like, yeah, I'll bet it is. <laughs> <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? Like, it didn't matter how much I told him that it was so a candle. Annoying, man. He just, you know, it's it's a bong. I got a bong pipe in my video. 
You know what I mean? But you know, I uh, to the person, you know, to the to the artists that say, you know, you don't get me, you know, but this is how I want to do it. You know, this, you know, I, I to me those words, you know, it it says more about where they're at spiritually. You know, are they in their uh, in their word? When you start using words like me, 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 and I, I think you got to really you got to reexamine yourself. You know, because the whole the whole purpose uh, of Christianity is to think of others over ourselves. You know, Philippians has it all over, you know, to think of others as more significant than ourselves and look at the interest of others. It goes back down to, is this in the best interest for those that are listening right now? Is this building them up? Like first Thessalonians says, says, you know, to, to, to build up, to edify, encourage, like, is, is this what it's doing? Yeah. But I think, I think that works from a speaking standpoint and just living your life standpoint. And that's, and I think that does also cross over into music. But I think the thing that we have to understand is that the idea that music is supposed to be ministry is not a scriptural principle. As much as we've made it a scriptural principle, and that we, you know, we use verses like "Do all things unto the glory of God" and and you know, speak to each other with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs and things like that. But there is no spiritual mandate that states that music is supposed to be used to preach. There's no scriptural mandate that says that music is supposed to be used to evangelize or it's supposed to be used intentionally for God-related terminology. This is a new concept that we've kind of came up with in the last 40 years that comes with the the Christian music movement. You know what I mean? But the reality is that's not a scriptural principle. In fact, if you want it to be, I believe God totally is with that. But if you want to write a song that's called Happy Birthday, you see what I'm saying? There yeah, are people I mean, that, I, that I will go, that. That, will, that, you know, people used to give me flack about back in the day for writing a song like Mountain Dew or Coke Fried Cheeseburger or the mullet song. Oh, my god. They say, we got to do the, you know, they'll, say, they'll tell me things like, bro, we got to do all things to the glory of God. How does that song glorify God? I'm like, it doesn't. And then you just see their face scrunch up. And they would say, you know, the, even 10 years ago, I had a guy do an entire podcast about me, about how I was seeker sensitive and milk and Shylin was gospel and theological. Entire podcast, right? And so when I finally got him on the phone, I said, scripturally, where are you telling me that I have to do theological rap? He had no answer. I said, because it doesn't exist. I said, you will find Jesus quoting from the secular music of his time when he says, I played a dirge for you, but you didn't you know, you didn't cry. You know, you're like little kids calling to each other in the market. He's quoting from the secular songs of his day. In fact, mm-hmm. literally, when when Jesus says to Paul, "It's hard for you to kick against the pricks," that is from lifted from a pagan poem. When Paul mm-hmm. quoted and said, "I become all things," I mean, when he said, "You know, in Him we live and move and have our being," that's a that's a secular pagan poem that is dedicated to the gods. That is the secular music of his time. So the idea that secular music is sinful and and Christian music is is not sinful is really an unscriptural practice. Music is no different than people. Some people are pagan and sinful and and we are around them. We don't we don't absorb what they say to us, but they still exist in our lives in some degree. And then there are people around us that build us up in the holy faith. Music is no different. So I used to think Secular music, evil, run away from it. I 
close my ears, I'd run it off, I'd turn it off until I realized scripturally that's just not the way it works. Now, do I pump my brain full of negative stuff? Absolutely not. But I think we've got this idea that Christian rap is only supposed to be used for evangelistic purposes. And while it does make a great tool to do that, I can tell you that a lot of Christian rappers don't look at it that way, or rappers who are Christians. It's their way of painting a picture about yeah. anything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sorry, you still Hello? There? Sorry, yeah, I got interrupted. Kind of, kind of got um, my bad. Um, so, anyway, all I'm basically saying is that um, I'm not justifying any of those things, but I can tell you that, you're, and you know what? You're absolutely right, too. The Bible says, out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. And some of these guys are just shallow, and they have surface-level walks with God, or they're young believers, and so the abundance of that heart comes out. Yeah. You know? Yeah, man. I think and, a, a question that I would say to all my brothers, um, the, I think a question that kind of, I think we all need to ask ourselves um, whether or not we're we're cursing, you know, whether or not, you know, it's in our music or, and you know, I think the biggest thing is, is cursing, a distraction from the gospel or is it bringing people closer to accepting Christ? I know some people would say, well, I cuss. That helps me reach people. (laughs) Yeah. I guarantee you when I post this, when I post this, I'm going to have people say that in the comments. Yeah. Shout out to those people, man. That's a good prophecy, though. (laughs) I do. I I move in the spirit like that. (laughs) Um, and it's funny, even when I, I went on Twitter one time and I was just, you know, kind of in a very short bit talking about what we talked about. This guy picked this up and he used this as a reason why I was from the Church of Satan because I was advocating cussing. This was a guy on Instagram. <laughs> Dang, well, were you, were, were you a deacon there or were you just a regular No, no, no. I'm saying he was just reading my Twitter, right? And he was saying... <laughs> I know, man. <laughs> oh, right, exactly. And... uh and it's funny, so I responded just kind of like being like, dude, what are you talking about? I'm not advocating this. I'm just saying scripturally Paul used the most vulgar term for, you know, all things is dung. I'm not justifying it or not justifying I'm just telling you a balanced perspective, and I'm not justifying using cussing. But see, again, he took it, rode with it, and blew it up. And yeah. then it's funny how over a couple months he actually came back and kind of repented for that behavior. And now I was like a huge advocate for everything I do. You know what I'm saying? But there's a power. There's so much power in the. There is so much power in the death and life and the power of our tongue. You're absolutely right. And the things that we say have the power to build people up or tear them down. And I I don't think I was as cognizant about that until I had kids. Now that I have, you know, a 10 year old, a six year old, and a two year old, and, and I realize how much they are like sponges. And I was thinking about that other kid the other day, you know, from yesterday. And I'm like, here's two kids that are similar in age, and the only real difference is the influence of the parents on their kids. Yeah. You know, that kid that I was hanging with, his dad lets him listen to whatever he wants. And I, you know, I don't shut down everything my son listens to, but I do, you know, I do, I do realize the influence over him, you know? Yeah. 
It's funny. It makes me, yeah, and it makes me realize, like, dang, I, I didn't realize, like, the power of the music that we have. See, that's when it comes really full circle is when you realize, oh, I the platform that I have that be very careful with affects other kids or parents or whoever. I'm now realizing I have to have the same influence over my kids. So you're absolutely right. That stuff, well, whether, and these guys are my friends. You know, whether I agree with their stance on cussing and their music, they're still my, my friends, you know. Right, 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 right. Um, but I, <laughs> speaking of my, there goes my two-year-old. You're speaking of kids <laughs> on time. <laughs> he's, he's been sleeping in the car seat. He's not happy. Um, that's probably on that note. I should probably get going. But uh, thank you, man, for jumping on here. I wish we came to some good resolution, but I think you had some great points. Well, I think this is one of those. This is a topic where it's you, you're not, it's going to be hard to reach a resolution. Um, yeah. Just suppose listening. If you think you know something, you know nothing. Don't lean on your right. own understanding. We all got room to grow. I appreciate Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Appreciate you too, man. Talk to you soon. Bye, bro. Bye. Bye.